Hey moms, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. All right, this is the last podcast for this series that I am calling Set Apart. And I hope that you're getting kind of just a glimpse of God's heart for you and what he has for you as a mother in teaching your children. You have been given the tremendous responsibility of training up your children. Every day, you have an opportunity to talk to your kids about what is right and wrong. Uh, One of the things that I pray, and my husband does, I know, over our children every night uh, when they're little and we get to tuck them into bed is that God would give them a love for his word and that he would help them to rightly divide uh, the word of truth, meaning he would fill them with wisdom. So today I'm going to I'm going to take you to the book of Proverbs and then also to a couple of other passages in scripture because I want to talk about something that has happened in our culture in recent years that I find to be very troubling. Uh, a sign really that we as Christians and as the church are walking not toward wisdom but away from it, not toward God's word, but away from his word. And I really believe a lot of the reason we're doing that is because of fear. I see fear in in parents in church. I see fear at, in parents who homeschool their children. And we talked about this uh, a week or, ago or so. And uh, I want to encourage you not to walk in fear, but to walk uh, in right and in step, in right obedience and in step with the Holy Spirit. I also hope that you'll take a moment and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and to the blog at thebusymom.com. I have about 12 writers that work uh, for me over there at The Busy Mom, and they do a wonderful job of just bringing straightforward and down-to-earth encouragement to women. And uh, it doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to be a homeschool mom. I've got moms who are writing for me who uh, are their kids are in school. Some of them are single moms. Um, some of them are homeschool moms. Obviously, I am a homeschool mom, and uh, I have a, my experience as far as education uh, was that I grew up in a public school or I grew up in a private school and then uh, my husband was public schooled and now we homeschool our kids. But we really have a passion for just encouraging you in your role as a mom to stand on the word of God and to be able to rightly divide the word of truth, believing that if you walk with the Lord, he has given you inside of you the ability to hear from him and to discern his word. So today I'm going to talk a bit about that, and I'm going to start by just reading something that I saw on uh, Franklin Graham's Facebook page last week. He was reacting to a decision that was made by the Presbyterian Church, and he wrote, and I'll just read it for you, he wrote, the Presbyterian Church approved redefining marriage in the church constitution Tuesday to include a, quote, commitment between two people, end quote becoming the largest Protestant group to formally recognize gay marriage and allow same-sex weddings in congregations. In his word, the Bible, God has already defined marriage, as well as sin. And we should obey that rather than looking for ways to redefine it according to the desires of our culture. Marriage is defined as between a man and a woman. End of discussion. Anything else is a sin against God, and he will judge all sin one day. Before I jump into this anymore, would you just take a minute and let's ask the Lord just to be with us. Father, we are in crisis in this country. We have exchanged the truth of your word for a lie. 
And Lord, we are living in a confused generation. Lord, I pray that you would just give me wisdom as I speak to this topic today. And Lord, for every woman that is listening to this and who is teaching her child, and every mother is, Lord, we're teaching our children. As parents, we have an obligation to talk to our children about your standard. Lord, I pray that you would just infuse us with wisdom and with love and with courageous, bold intention to live our lives in a way that is honoring and pleasing to you. Thank you, Lord, that you indwell us by by your Holy Spirit, and I pray, Lord, that you would just be with me as we talk about this topic today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we've been talking about being set apart and what that means, and I really believe it means that we are not to be conformed to the world. The Bible says that we are not to be conformed anymore to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I want to take you to Proverbs 2 for just a minute. The Bible says in Proverbs 2, starting at verse 1, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. And this is the part of my Bible that I highlighted. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures, and then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. Verse 6, for the Lord grants wisdom. I'm going to say it again, for the Lord grants wisdom. The Lord does, not the culture, not the judges, not the courts. God grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Verse 9, then you will understand what is just, right, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people and from those whose words are twisted. I think this particular conversation, this conversation about marriage and the redefining of marriage in our culture, particularly in the church, and I'm not talking to to unbelievers, I'm talking to the church, those of us who claim to know Jesus Christ and who have experienced his grace in our lives. In Proverbs 2, it's obvious, even from a casual reading of it, that the protective influence of the Word of God comes as a result of diligent and purposeful reading of God's Word for ourselves. Because to guard our minds, we've got to give priority to the Bible in our lives, and not just for the spiritual information it gives us, but for how we can apply it in our daily lives. And I think that's where we're missing it. In the Christian church today, we're not rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm going to read to you just a little bit because I think if you want to hear what God's word says, you've got to be in God's word. I'm going to read to you just a little bit about what God says about sexual purity. He's not silent on it. He has not changed his mind. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says in Isaiah that the, that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. Romans 1, 24 through 27 says, Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. 
they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than their creator, who is forever praised. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. And in the same way, men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. I don't see how that's hard to understand. And yet we're saying in our churches, I think what we're doing is where we've bought into the emotional side of this argument, which is, well, if they love each other, then why does it matter? Well, God's telling you in his word why it matters. Romans 8, 5 through 8, those who live according to a sinful nature have their minds set on what their nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. The Bible is not unclear on this issue. The Bible says that God has created men and women, male and female, in his, in his image. And he talks about over and over, 1 Peter 4, 1 through 3, Galatians 5, 19 through 21, Romans 7. Over and over and over in the Bible, God, God addresses the issue of homosexuality. And yet, we are, I think, afraid to take a stand for God's word. I honestly think that the church is being driven by fear. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. It's power and love and a sound mind. And anything that's outside of that is not from the Lord. You know, I have a friend, and I wish she was here today because uh, she would be a great gal to interview on this broadcast, who lived um, a gay lifestyle for a long time. And we, my husband and I knew her uh, when she was living with her girlfriend and had been for many years. And she was our friend and we loved her. And I think this is part of where we've messed up uh, in the church. You see, I've said before, Satan doesn't care which ditch he knocks you into so long as he knocks you into a ditch. So you could be on the ditch of, well, God hates homosexuals and so therefore we hate them too, which is wrong. That's not what God said. And the other ditch, which is now the pendulum has swung, we behave so badly on the other side of the ditch that now we're overcorrecting. Christians are overcorrecting. The church is overcorrecting. So instead of speaking the truth of God in love, we're just using love and we're not speaking the truth anymore. And the Bible is very clear on the issue of homosexuality. And so for the church to come in and say, yes, we can redefine it. No, it's not that big of a deal. I'm telling you guys, we're not reading our Bibles. I had the privilege, my husband and I did, of sitting under the teaching of Dr. John Mitchell, who was one of the founders, if not the founder of Multnomah. It used to be Multnomah School of the Bible back in the day. And he had a saying, and he would say, don't you folks ever read your Bible, this short, you know, little Irish man? And he spoke with such authority and such power and such conviction because he was walking in step with the Spirit. You see, we have a choice, and I, and I think it's so important. The reason I'm, I'm addressing this issue um, on the Busy Mom podcast is because moms are teaching their children what it looks like to walk in step with the Spirit. We are not going to be popular, you guys, for following God's Word. But we have a responsibility as image bearers of the King of Kings to walk in step with the Spirit and to, and to put God's Word above 
all the other teaching and all of the other opinions. We must go to the word of God. Galatians 5 tells us that the acts of our sinful nature are obvious. And back to Proverbs 6, it says, the Lord grants wisdom. You see, we must guard our minds and also our emotions. To guard our minds, that means that we give priority to the Bible in our lives, that we take, uh, we make our decisions based on not what people say, not what the culture says. We base our decisions as followers of Jesus Christ on what the Bible says. And the moment we turn our eyes away from that, we're going to have trouble and our kids are going to struggle. And we're seeing that, certainly seeing the effects of it in our nation. I want to leave you today with just the urging you to get into God's word. Go back to the word of God. The Bible says in Timothy that the Bible has been given to us. God's word has been given to us so that we might know how to live our lives rightly before the Lord. I'm going to leave you today with Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what is God's will, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.